All right, everyone, welcome into episode seven of Without a Mic podcast. We've got Roger and Spencer here. Um, we've been doing a lot of movie reviews lately, and we thought we'd bring it back to uh, something that we started during our second episode, which was talking, ab- talking about like general life topics, you know, talking points. Um, we've covered movie reviews. We've talked about like movie industry updates. Those are things that we're both passionate about. Um, but we're also both passionate about business and, and improving life and things like that, our quality of life. Um, and so this week we wanted to talk about something more along those lines, take a little bit more of a serious look at, at how to improve our everyday lives. Yeah, I think the, the overall arch of this topic is, you know, that work-life balance. I know it mm-hmm. sounds cliche, but it kind of came to fruition. I, you know, I like LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn quite a bit for my my company. And I posted something on there because I felt jammed about this experience I had last week where I took two days off of work. So Thursday and a Friday to go from Thursday to Sunday in California and spend some time with my girlfriend and go to Universal Studios. And it immediately, once Thursday morning hit and we left early, I just, I, I got the sense of like, shoot, you know, am I missing out on stuff? Am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, you know, not being there for my team? Whatever the case is, I felt guilty and it, it sucked so bad, you know, because I was like, hey, I'm not even enjoying Thursday. I'm driving all day Thursday. I have my enjoyable day Friday and we have a free day Saturday and then I'm driving all day Sunday. So in reality, I got one free day apart from my weekend. So I, I technically had a weekend. And mm-hmm. it kind of got, you know, these ideas pumping between Roger and I into what is work-life balance and what is the ideal preference or what does that look like? And it's going to be different for everybody, but I think this is such a relatable topic because it's a struggling factor. I mean, I'm, you know, we both have very different work, you know, very different careers, mm-hmm. but very similar thoughts. And so I think this is something worth diving into a little bit deeper. Absolutely. I think, um, with this specific topic i think a lot of people struggle with this uh just especially with covid lately you know a lot of people are working remotely which is great for a lot of reasons but one of the problems with it is that you your office is now in your house and so you know before i think it was a little bit easier you know you you go to the office and work and then you come home and you're at home but now that home and the office are the same place sometimes that blurs the lines a lot more and makes it more difficult to separate the two. And, you know, work is always there. I think, you know, for, for, there are some jobs that, you know, you can go clock in, do your work, leave, you know, it doesn't come home with you, but both the jobs that we both have are jobs that keep going. You know, there's, there, there's obviously like a prime time where you're working, but there's also things happening in real time outside of those, those normal hours per se, um, that can, that can, you know, follow you around and, and come up at night, early in the morning, you know, things like that, when you're trying to take days off, it never stops. So I think for you, just to kind of like answer this question, like what is your interpretation of what work-life balance is? Um, based on your experience (laughs) so hard you know I mean Mm because I don't know if if, which you do know if anybody else knows me in I I find the aspect of work really difficult because we created it right we created this work for money aspects of life and it started Mm -hmm. a long time ago but we still created that it really started the barter system where hey I'm going to do something for you you'll provide something for me we'll we'll trade and then it turned into money and we created this currency. And so it's it's really hard for me to value my work so much because life is literally, it's, it's the only thing we have, right? Mm-hmm. So people talk about you only have one life or, you know, hey, you know, save up retirement. When in reality, that doesn't make sense to me because, you know, we're, we're saving up, you know, we're using our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, and even some of our 50s to experience the time of our life that we're the most immobile, the most tired, the most, you know, non-physical, you know, we're in the worst state, you know, mm-hmm. to be experiencing life when in reality we should be experiencing that today. So if, you know, if I were to give you an answer straight up of like work-life balance, 
it's tough because I've gotten so many recommendations. So for me, I feel like I've been slowly trickling into figuring out what that is. Um, I've kind of struggled because I, I thought I knew what it was when I worked, you know, as a standard nine to five job or, you know, at great companies. And then you transition to a different job or and then you transition to owning a company and it, it just gets so different and, com and complex and complicated. And so I think in the position I'm in now, which, you know, I own a company, a digital marketing company, and I work from home. So I don't have a place of refuge to come back to, you know, I'm just in my workspace and luckily I do have a little office, but it's still in my work, my home, I'm the same. I think I found a lot of rejuvenation through, through stepping away and mm -hmm. so, you know, that's, you know, on my lunches, you know, I won't, I won't eat by the computer. I'll literally go into the kitchen and I won't sit. I'll stand because I know I've been sitting all day. And it's, it's a weird thing because usually you like sitting at a table or having food and I always make my food and I stand and for the 15 or 20 minutes or whatever it is, that's such a little escape for me that I never thought I'd have at any other position or situation. But because of my circumstances of working at home, it's become a little getaway. And then throughout the day, so typically around two or three, I'll take dog on about a 20 to 30 minute walk just to, nice. and, and I won't, and I won't put any music on. I won't look at my phone, or at least I try not to. And I just kind of meditate while I'm walking mm -hmm. and ask myself like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, you're doing all right. Like, and I, I have a genuine conversation and I think allowing yourself to be vulnerable with yourself, not necessarily with somebody else, but with yourself and be honest, it's allowed me to find a little bit of escape as I compile everything on from seven to three o'clock or whatever the case is. So I would say those, those tiny escapes are kind of my avenue, but what okay. about you, man? I mean, you're in Florida, you're in kind of a humid state. It's, you know, you're also, are you working from home? No, so okay. I work in an office. Yeah. Um, the company I work for, I work on site at Dis Walt Disney World. So um, our office is actually right there um, in one of Disney's office buildings. Um, so I actually do have a location to go to, but it, this is also a position where I'm in HR. So, you know, HR never sleep, people never stop HR never sleep. So, you know, I'm, I'm constantly, I have a work phone and it's always getting texts and things like that. You know, I'm, I'm constantly getting emails. Um, the company I work for is an international company all over the world. So, you know, we've got people all over the United States, you know, so we may get off at five you know, Florida time, Eastern time, but that's only two o'clock on California time where a lot of the company is. So things are still going through. Um, so, but, but I think for me, um, one thing that you mentioned at the beginning, which I think is, is a good thing to bring up again, is that this is something that will be different for everyone. You're working from home. I'm working at an office, you know, we're both working for, in very different industries, different schedules, different lifestyles, but we both have to find our own work-life balance. Um, I think balance is a, is a word that is really misunderstood. I think balance, a lot of people think even, you know, like, oh, if I can balance work and life, then I should have eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, eight hours of life, right? That's, that's balance. But I don't think that's actually balance. I think that's, I think balance is like, how can I, how can I find a happy, point to where my work and my let's call it life you know everything else other than sleep meets in a way that is comfortable for me that's healthy for me um, and then that creates well-being for me so you know some people maybe that's nine hours of work and seven hours of life maybe that's you know seven hours of work and nine hours of life for someone you know but it really just depends on the person so I think I think like you said, it's good to take steps back and, and separate yourself physically. Um, if you're sitting at a desk, get up, step away, you know, get out of that mind space. Um, for me, you know, my wife and I, we just had a baby a couple months ago. So I've got that, you know, we're, we're, we've got a, a house being built that we're going to be moving into, you know, we've got that. So it's going to be like house projects and, and getting the house ready once it's finished. You know, I've got We've got the podcast, you know, that's something that I'm interested in. I like playing board games. You know, I like what we like watching movies. I love reading, you know, these are all things that I like to do. Um, 
that I can't do while I'm sleeping and that I can't do while I'm at work. So it's like, how do I make all of this stuff work? Um, and I think the first thing for me is like, find something that you're so passionate about that will like, let you get into that. Right. Cause if you, if you don't really have any other interests or hobbies or, or family or friendships that that can like really, that you can invest in, then that's not going to be enough to pull you out of the work mindset. Right. I think work, can kind of just fill in those gaps in your time you're like you know waiting for something you're like oh let me check my phone oh an email from work you know that's kind of like when work seeps in but if you're like if you're at universal and you're engaged or if you're like listening to a, a really good book or a podcast or if you're at the movies like i've never been to the movies and been watching a movie and in the middle it's like here comes andrew garfield like huh i wonder if if you know i, I need to send an email to bill you know <laughs> like when you're engaged like there's nothing else there's no room for that stuff to get in so i would say for me like really engaging in those family friends hobbies like interests things like that really invests you in that and helps you not escape life but gets you so engaged to the point where things like work or like little trivial things like that don't have room to to live in your mind i think that's actually really good like the whole not keep yourself busy, but keep yourself right. passionately busy, you know, like, people yes. always be like, you know, keep yourself busy. It's like, yeah, but busy could mean I'm doing mundane tasks over and over. But right. Passionately busy means, hey, you know, reading a book, watching movies, playing board games, doing a podcast, writing, blogging, whatever it is that your mm-hmm. interests are. Because you're right. When I was at Universal last Friday, I didn't think at all about yep. work. But yep. the moment I had free time that next day, I thought all about work, right? Mm-hmm. And because you feel like you have you, you're like, I have to be doing something. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm not productive yeah. anymore. I'm not and engaged. You made me think of something because you know, when people say, and there's this like famous saying, you know, shoot for the stars or you know, dream big, for example, you always take that kind of cliche and you're like, Yeah, dream big, you know, but like genuinely, I think what at least what it means to me and what it could mean for a lot of other people is genuinely dream bigger than you ever could imagine. Cause I think the stump that I'm, I'm kind of dealing with or experiencing right now is, you know, back in 2016, I, I came home from living abroad and all I wanted in my mind, I was like, I want to own a business and I don't know how I'm going to get there. Cause right now I'm not even financially stable. I don't have a job. And so mm-hmm. what did I do? I instantly found a job. And I, I learned how to budget and I learned how to invest and I learned how to deal with money and I learned how to build relationships within work. And so that was, that was fueling me as I was beginning to think of ideas of how to, you know, start a business. And then my next job was more, it was pushing me more on the financial side. So as I was working towards this business idea, now I'm growing in financials. And then the next venture was actually working with someone where I was able to become a partner of a business. So to co-own a business because that was kind of my limit, Mm -hmm. I think that's been really hard because I'm developing bigger passions, but I haven't set a bigger goal since 2016. My big goal from 2016 was to own a business. And now I do. And I'm like sitting here and that's where it's getting really hard where I'm saying, is this really worth it? Which, you know, disclaimer, it's a thousand percent worth it. But there are (laughs) moments throughout my days where I'm like, wow, I feel so stressed. I feel so locked. I feel so closed, closed up and locked down. And I hear people all the time, you know, even close friends, I want to start a business. I want to do this and this and this. And instead of thinking, dude, that's incredible. I always think, do you really know how hard it is? And I mm-hmm. shouldn't be thinking that I should be supporting and I should be saying, yeah, dude, like maybe look into this Avenue or this or whatever the case is. But because I've set the bar to a certain standard and I haven't raised it since, I think that's been really hard. So that's also something I would encourage. I mean, I've been trying to do it for myself, especially with film. I, I own this, this business and I'm, I'm fully invested in it. But mm-hmm. on the side, I'm fully invested in film. I finally found an avenue to go to more pre-screening events. We do two podcasts or yeah, two podcasts a month. Yeah. Um, and, and it's going to turn into more. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, I do film reviews. So that's kind of building and building and building. And that's starting to build a new goal. So I think if you have this goal of, I want to achieve this dream bigger, like literally bigger than you ever could imagine. 
because then you're, you're eventually going to hit that point. And once you hit that point, I would hope it'd be at the end of your life. And the journey is that much better rather than you hitting it earlier and then saying, wow, I think I'm having a quarter life crisis, you know, when in reality, not you're just a little stuck because your goal was a little bit smaller than you thought it would be but just a random thought no i think that's really insightful and and vulnerable and i think it it, it reminds me of we both love movies and to t- kind of tie this in I, I don't know if you remember matthew mcconaughey's oscar speech for when he won best actor but um i, I love listening to that speech but he talks about like we all need three things someone to look back to something to look up to and something to chase And so he said, you know, what, and I'll focus on the third one, but he says what I'm chasing. um, He's like a couple of years ago, someone asked me, who's your hero? And he said, well, let me get back to you on that. And then he said, he came back to that person. He said, well, my hero is me in 10 years. And so he said, 10 years went by and that person came back to me and said, are you your hero? And he's like, no, like not even close. And they're like, well, who's your hero? He's like, well, it's still me in 10 years. He's like, I'm always chasing that. He's like, I, he's like, I'm never going to be my hero. You know, that's just something for me to chase because I need something like to aspire to. And I think that's a good point that you made. You know, you may have these goals, but what happens when you achieve them? You know, you never think about that until you're like, oh, you know, I did that. Now what? You know, and I think that, I think it can be, it can be tricky because like for me, my goals are like, okay, I want to graduate. You know, I want to become an HR manager. I want to get into industrial and organizational psychology. You know, I want to, you know, own a house, da, 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 all these things. And then it's like some, you achieve something like that. And you're like, okay, like all this work has been working up towards getting this. And now that I'm there, like there's nothing after I didn't plan a bit for this. I didn't plan to actually get, achieve my goal. <laughs> I just planned to work towards it. And so I think, I think that's ironic, but I think. I think what you said is true. You like, you know, maybe look at your life goals and, and, and say, okay, like I'm working towards it. I have a goal to do this. Maybe I've achieved it. Maybe I'm close. Maybe I'm not, but what am I, what's like the big picture? Like what's the dream that I'm chasing? Like what's, what's the purpose behind this goal? Like I want to own a business. I want to get this career. I want to own this house. You know, I want to do this, but why do I want to do that? Yeah. I think that I think that for me is like, okay, I want to be an HR manager. Like, but why do I want to be an HR manager? Well, because I want to help people. Okay, well, why do I want to help people? Because it gives me fulfillment. Okay, you know, that I can understand. And so even if I achieve being an HR manager, it's like, okay, well, what's my original motivation? I want to help people because it gives me fulfillment. Okay, well, how else can I do that? Oh, I could, you know, join a nonprofit or, you know, whatever. You know, I can make a podcast because I'm passionate about that. Like maybe I can touch somebody that way. So I think, I don't know, that's just kind of how I see it. But, you know, find find your why you do things and make sure you understand that when you go for things, because, you know, you'll eventually achieve those things. But that why will keep you going and help you identify the next goal, the next step. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, the why has always been a great aspect. You know, there's the, there's the whole golden circle concept yep. by Simon Sinek, you know, mm-hmm. and you've heard the golden circle, essentially he says, instead of starting with what, how, why, start with why, how, what, and yep. kind of just flip it, you know, and I, you, you kind of made me think of something because I think many goals that, you know, you and I have, I think other people would have, you know, I think mm-hmm. buying a home kind of a universal goal for many people starting a family and that family could consist of many different things but starting a family of some kind Mm -hmm. is a universal goal and I think what you know what you made me think of is kind of looking at it a little bit different and seeing those pieces as part of the journey towards different goal so instead of saying hey you know I want to own a business using that as like the main goal I should you know at least I mean I'm not trying to say I should, but it'd be cool to have a big goal down the, down the line of saying, Hey, I want to end up, you know, healthy at the years old, I end up financial at 90 years old. I want to end up with people that I have spent my entire life connecting and reconnecting with at 90 years old, you know, like these bigger, bigger, more fulfilling moments of a goal 
for down the road. And then these pieces could add up to that. So instead of using, right. you know, start a business as your main goal, use it as a component of the journey, you know, use buying a house as a component, starting a family as a component. So that way, if you do achieve those goals, and if you fail at those goals, regardless of the circumstance, you're going to attribute that towards your end goal. You're going to say, oh, I started a business and it failed. Well, guess what? That kind of taught me this, which is ultimately going to lead me towards my end goal. Instead of saying, I started a business, I failed, that was my goal, and now I'm screwed. That right. I think will, will change my mindset and maybe some others. But you kind of made me think of there's a lot more value in what you're working towards ultimately rather than what you're working towards in two years, five years, 10 years. Because I think if we focus so much on those, we stress ourselves out. I think you hit many, many like life crises rather than having, you know, one midlife crisis or one quarter life crisis or whatever the case is, because you're focusing so much on the future and so little on the present. And I think that needs to change. I think we need to enjoy today. How can I enjoy today? Well, I could go on a walk with my dog. You know, I could think of an idea for a podcast. I could think of an idea for my work. Instead of saying, shoot, next month I need to make this much more money or shoot, next month I need to have this much for a down payment. Shoot, next month I need this for my child. You know, whatever that is, I think mm -hmm. that builds a lot of stress. However you can eliminate stress, I think will build better circumstances overall. Yeah, and I think I think that's a fantastic point. And I think to kind of tie it back to work-life balance, like if your goal is to, <clears throat> and I keep using this, but not that it's a bad goal. It's like, okay, my goal is to own a business or my goal is to get this job or this position. Let's say, you know, if you're trying to balance your work and your non-work life, and that is your goal, then you'll feel like you're not working towards that goal if you're not working. And I think that mindset is like, okay, I, I want the promotion. I need to put in more time. I need to, you know, work harder. I need to answer more emails. I need to make more sales or whatever it is. You know, that that's how you're quantifying it because the goal is is something that you can see like that. But when your goal becomes an idea, when your goal is I want to, you know, maintain relationships with people that I value in my life, you know, my whatever your version of a family is, then you're the way that you quantify working towards that goal changes. You're like, well, sitting at an office doing work isn't helping me build relationships with my friends and family. It's spending time with them. So then your mindset becomes, well, if I, you know, if I go to the movies with my significant other, or if I, you know, go hang out with some friends and play some games, or if I, you know, record a podcast with a buddy, or if, you know, I, you know, call my, my mom and talk to her, you know, those are all things that will build that you towards that goal. And, and I think they're not quite as defined, but it, it, it adds to that, your why of that goal, instead of focusing on what's of a goal. I think it's extremely insightful, man. I, I, it's, you know, cause you made me think if you were looking for work-life balance, like you mm -hmm. said, it includes work and it includes life. If you're looking right. for a work balance, that includes work. If you're looking for a life balance, that includes life. Right. In this scenario, if we're talking about work and life, there's a balance to both of them, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, psychologically, and I think you're really good at this because this is the field that you're going into. There's mm -hmm. a way to perceive it to where, hey, if I'm if I'm working on a work-life balance and maintain, maybe even like building relationships, if we're using that topic, right. you know, working in an office cubicle isn't going to build those relationships, but working in an office cubicle or working, you know, in an office or working at your desk at home or working wherever you work, because in the back of your mind, you have going to the movies with your loved ones, you have getting ice cream with your loved ones, you have going to dinner with your friends. Mm -hmm. Now you put now you're putting scenarios that cost money, but also involve these people to build relationships. So now you working wherever you work has a better value. It has a better, you know, direction rather than just aimlessly working because you, you don't know what else to do. And mm -hmm. I think one, one struggle I've really had is to what you mentioned in the small point, um, I, I pretty much measure my work to the amount of hours that I'm working 
when in reality, I need to measure the production that I'm performing. So there will be right. days where, you know, I typically start work around seven and there'll be days where I work from seven to like five, you know, say so it's a super busy day. I got a lot on my plate, you know, I don't really take much breaks and I feel oddly really satisfied because I'm like, oh yeah, I worked a ton. And then there will be days where I work, you know, even the next day, you know, because I put in so much work that previous day, the next day I'll work from seven to like 1130. And then I don't have really much to do. And I'm like, huh. And I feel like I'm not doing as much. I feel like I'm not fulfilled. I feel like I'm not satisfied. When in reality, all I did was push myself so far forward the day before that I had this free time or this open slot to potentially even work on myself, you know, maybe work on writing skills or, you know, creative skills that I'm involved with or looking to film more, you know, whatever your passions are. But we push all of that aside for the feeling of I'm not satisfied because I'm not technically working. When in reality, you just put in that time before or last week or whatever that was. And that's a weird mental shift that I'm trying to mm -hmm. figure out. And I'm trying to, and I'm sure many others are, you know, if you're working right. at an office and it's an eight hour shift, but you get all your work done in five hours, what are you gonna do for the three hours? You're obviously gonna stay there and get your money and get paid for it, but, you know you're gonna sit there and just like wait you know like mm -hmm. what do you do because you know there's also the downside of hey do i do i ask for more work and then you know maybe somebody perceives that as oh i could just give this person more work more work more work no more pay and now you put yourself in a worse position or somebody perceives that as like wow this person is really proactive i trust them and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna promote them you just never know what that circumstance looks like so it's very right. difficult, you know, to, you know, just get yourself in a healthy mindset with that circumstance. No, I, I agree. I think, I think there's, there's an extent to which we can't talk about this for the individual because there's just too many individual factors. You know, we don't know what your job is. We don't know what your, your work relationship is with your boss, how the company treats you, you know, their values, things like that. So um, fortunately I work for a really great company. Um, I, I just started working there, but the, the, um, the vibe and the culture that I've experienced has been like very supportive of me and, and my, like my health, you know, my work-life balance, like those are things that they value and that they're, they're pushing for people to maintain. So I'm, I feel very fortunate there. And obviously you are, you know, in charge of your company. So you can make decisions like that too. And I know that's not the case for everyone. So um, I think, I think even if you have a less than ideal situation where you feel like maybe, like you said, you go into work, you get all your work done. You feel like you have extra time because, you know, you're there for your paycheck, but you've outdone the time, or maybe you're there and they expect you to take work home with you and you don't want to, but you know, maybe you're overworked, but I still think you can find a work-life balance there. Um, the one thing I'll say is that if you're in a job like that, there's a good chance you, you're not going to be there forever. Um, so I think to that end, like, you know, we all want a better job. We all want a better pay, like better benefits, all that good stuff. But I would say the first thing I would recommend that has worked for me is like, I know I've never been happy somewhere where I'm not doing something I'm passionate about. Like if I don't care, if I don't feel good at work, then I'm not like, I'm just not in a good mood. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do well with me. Um, and I think that's, that's super important is to find something that you're passionate about because I know you love doing what you do. You know, I love doing what I do. And I think that, really helps to an extent you know if you love what you do you know that's the first step to like balancing work and life because if you hate your job then there's no balance there it's just miserable um but you know and and i've we've both worked at the same place before you know it wasn't a career job that either of us wanted you know it wasn't like an amazing job but you know and, and it, we all go through that at some point you know you know you're you're fresh out of high school or you know you've you're trying to get experience in something. So you take a job, but you can still find value. You can still find a why in jobs like that. 
um, you can still have a purpose beyond getting a paycheck. You know, you can still make the most of a situation, even if you don't really love the situation. So yeah. I think that's, I think that's a tough mindset, you know, cause I, I remember we had conversations when we worked uh, at the same place, you know, we had bad days there, you know, it was frustrating, you know, we had problems with management or how things were run or policies, you know, things like the culture, you know, that's, that's something that we, you know, weren't necessarily like, yeah, this is an exemplary company company that we want to like work at for the rest of our lives. But I think I would say looking back, I think we did a pretty good job of finding value and, and enjoying our time there despite all of those problems. So um, I would say on the work balance side, that's definitely something that I've noticed that can help, you know, definitely find some value in, in what you're currently doing um, and don't let, don't let it get to you and just be miserable. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think one thing for everybody, myself included, to take into consideration is your life changes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you might work at a certain job but you make the most of it because your life is in a different circumstance. You know, you might be working somewhere where, you know, you have four or five other roommates. So your rent is cheap. Uh, your car, mm-hmm. your car payments, not that much because you kind of got a beginner car, whatever the case is. And you're still on your parents' insurance or everything else. And then your next position is oh, now you're living on your own. So you don't have any roommates and now you're, you got a newer car. So your car payments higher, you, you know, these, life circumstances change but I think ultimately in order to gain I don't want to call it satisfaction but to gain kind of a healthy mindset and the reason why I say this is because my company our number one core value is health physical and mental and we've we've talked about it a lot that if there's something that needs to be addressed let's address it let's talk about it you know let's communicate and a lot of times people have these unmet expectations you know and you and I have had this where you know, I'm sure you've been at a job and I've been in a job and something happened with, you know, maybe a supervisor or a coworker or something. And you became a little bit irritated or jealous or upset about something. And you verbalize that with a friend or somebody else. And you're, you're talking to a loved one and you're like, I just can't believe this happened. You know, whatever that scenario is, but in reality, did you communicate this with this other person or did you communicate this with your work or, you know, the people that you connect with at work, if they don't know your, your emotions, they're never going to change those, those circumstances. But if they understand how you feel, you know, if you're being overworked and you say, Hey, you know, I just, I, I really trying to focus on my mental health and I feel a little overworked that management person or whoever's in charge is going to take that in consideration and say, Whoa, 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 we've been piling way too much on Roger or Spencer's plate, you know, we mm-hmm. need to, we need to figure out a healthier way to do this. But if you don't say something, how are they ever going to know? You know, if yeah. they, they think you're happy, they think you're doing great. You're doing your job, you're getting your work done. But if you know, you don't say something, then nothing's going to change. And so I think that's where the hard emotions or the hard circumstances come into place because you're, you know, we as human beings get a little bit hesitant to like have these tough conversations but the more opportunities you take to have a tough conversation and to be vulnerable, the easier it is to actually create a healthy work-life balance, a healthy work environment, a healthy life environment for after you get off work because you've had those tough discussions. And I don't know, I've at least seen it benefit me where earlier in my career, I didn't mention those things. I didn't have those conversations. And I always had these negative conversations pop up with my friends about management or coworkers or the job itself. And then as I slowly grew in different industries, I learned that the art of enjoyment comes from communication. You know, the more you communicate, the better the circumstance is going to be. And it sounds oversimplified, but it's it's true. And I feel like you could agree that the more you you communicate with somebody, the better your your life is going to turn out. Absolutely. I th- I I think that's a great point. The The thing I took away from what you said was the conversation is going to happen one way or the other, whether it's to the person and it's productive or whether it's to someone else and it's just, you know, negative and not productive, you're going to talk about it. So you might as well take it and direct it towards the right person and try to work towards a solution. Because if you go talk to someone else and complain, 
They're not going to do anything about it. They're just going to be like, yeah, you're right. And then you move on and you're like, well, I don't feel any better. Like <laughs> I told someone else how I feel, but it doesn't change the situation. Um, but I think, you know, something that I, I personally enjoy learning about trends that are changing in the, in the workforce and um, as, as part of industrial psychology, that that's such a huge thing that we focus on with, you know, like work-life balance is a huge, huge topic. Like, okay, people are working from home. Like, how do we balance that? People are coming back to work from working from home. How do we balance that? You know, um, this is something that I'm, I've been interested in learning more about and something that I'm trying to learn more about, but I think uh, that's definitely, this is a huge topic, you know, people want, and especially our generation, like, um, if you look at some of the people that retired, like 20, 30 years ago, like they were raised to just work, you know, that was, that was it, you know, you wake up every day, you know, you're, you got your lunchbox and you go to work and you put in a solid, you know, eight, nine hours and you come home and you read the newspaper, watch some TV and you go to bed, you know, that's, that was what they were raised with. You know, they didn't really have anything else outside of work as like a motivation, but our generation and the new generation wants, they're like, well, I want to go out with my friends and, you know, I want to, you know, go do other fun things. I don't want to live just to work. So mm -hmm. I think, I think we're seeing changes right now in the world and, and certain companies are definitely further ahead than others. But I think, as far as work-life balance goes and mental, you know, mental health, well-being, you know, things like that. Those, these things are becoming bigger topics and something that companies are starting to have to address because if you don't, then we'll just leave and find a company that does care. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a positive thing, honestly, um, I because I think people, I think people need that. I don't think it should be a luxury. I think it should be a right um well but, many and many people they you know i've at least heard it and i've seen it on social media where people say you know i don't know if you're actually you know i don't know if you have anxiety i don't know if you're actually depressed you know maybe maybe you're just feeling this way whereas in my opinion i don't think these people understand that 10 20 years ago you couldn't open up about depression and anxiety you know the way we can today and actually absolutely you know, help for these things. And so the fact of the matter is people are now becoming a little bit more empowered to express their emotions, which mm -hmm. is brilliant in my opinion. You know, I'd rather know that one of my, my team members or my friends or my family members are going through something extremely difficult than them bottling it up and feeling like they can't express that to me. And so that's, you know, as you mentioned, we're, we're transitioning from you know, the old circumstances of the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and we're, we're now moving into millennials and, you know, the, the newer, you know, age, I guess you could call it, where mm -hmm. people focus a lot more on health. They focus a lot more on time. They focus a lot more on, you know, communications or relationships with their friends and family members. And the way you work around that or adapt I think that's going to be, that's going to hold major value. You know, and what's mm -hmm. it going to be in 10 to 20 years? You know, what's, what, what's that circumstance going to look like? You know, I, I always take this, I watch this motivational video probably like once a year, sometimes more, but I, I watched it back in 2015 or 2014. And it's just a compilation of, of, you know, of different videos, but it has like Steve Jobs narrating in the first part. It's called Unbroken, by the way. Um, okay. and he says something in the beginning, which I, I love. And I, I think about it constantly. And he says, don't live with dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. And I I've taken that into everything I, whether it's, you know, the job I had in 2016, the job I had in 2018 or the job I have now, you know, the relationships I had in 2016, the relationships in 2018, the relationships now, and I, I just think about how empowered we deserve to be to make decisions that we want to make, you know, don't make a decision because, you know, you feel somebody else is going to respect you for it. Make a decision because you're, you want to make that decision and, and have a why behind it to what you were mentioning earlier, you know, make a decision and have a why behind it. So, 
you know, you feel fully justified and satisfied and fulfilled in making that decision. You know, you never have to justify anything to anybody, but you should feel that confidence within yourself so that you have no regrets or, you know, you don't live with the thought of what if, you know, what if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? And so I think that's a good perspective to live with is, you know, don't live with dogma, you know, don't, don't live so much to, I'm going to do this because my, my coworker is going to see it and, you know, think highly of me. I'm going to do this because my girlfriend or my wife or my husband or my boyfriend, they're going to like me better for it. You know, do things genuinely because you want to do them. And that's something I'm working on. You know, I think one thing I, I forgot about it, you know, about 10 minutes ago, but I wanted to mention it. The reason why you and I are holding this podcast is because we are working on these things. It's not because yeah. we know these things. That's that's the beauty of this podcast is we're not we're not saying, hey, we figured it out. We're saying, you know, look, we haven't <laughs> actually express our thoughts and figure this out and get some ideas out on the table. And it's it's helped me quite a bit because it's something I'm working through. Yeah, absolutely. We we do not have this figured out. Um, <laughs> I think I think one thing that I've realized, you know, through the conversations we've had, and and I might have said this already, but that this is a process. You know, it's not something you you can't achieve work life balance and like and and graduate. You know, it's like oh, those people over there, you know, they figured it out. You know, <laughs> once you figure it out, you can go over with them and not worry about this anymore. This is like a constant struggle, um, and you know, there's, I, I fail at this a lot, you know, sometimes I feel way too much with work. Sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had more time to, to pursue other things. And, and I'm not, you know, so it, I think there's times where I'm doing better and worse and in the middle and it fluctuates, but it it requires a constant effort. And I think the good news is, you know, practice makes progress. And I think that you get better at it, you know, and life circumstances change, your priorities are going to change, like what you value now may not be what you value next year as far as what you're trying to balance. So, you know, definitely, definitely, the only way to, to, to get better at it is just to do it to try to practice it to try to improve it. Um, One thing, one other thought that I had was, you know, it's also important to understand that you are not your job, you are you, you know, and, and so, the, the job is just a state or, or, or an aspect of you, but it is not what defines you, or it shouldn't, I, I think. Um, this, this reminds me, we mentioned Simon Sinek earlier, but um, I heard him talking one time about, um, he told the story about a styrofoam cup. I don't know if you've heard this, I have, um, yeah. but he talks about, um, I think it was like the undersecretary of defense or something like that. He gave a speech at this large conference um, and just to kind of briefly tell you the story um, for anyone who hasn't heard this, um, this undersecretary gets up there and he's about to speak and he kind of goes off script and he says, you know, last year I came here as the undersecretary of defense at the time he was now the former undersecretary of defense. And he said, you know, I, I showed up, I flew first, first class. I got off. Someone was waiting for me. They picked me up. They took me to my hotel. I had already been checked in. You know, I went to my room, they brought me food you know, the next morning, someone was waiting for me in the lobby, you know, they took me to the, to the venue where I was going to speak. They had prepared coffee for me in this nice porcelain mug. And I, I went out on stage and I spoke. He said this year, you know, I flew coach. I had to get a taxi to the airport. No one checked me in. I checked myself in. I carried my own bag up. You know, I didn't have as nice of a hotel room. The next morning I had to go down and get a ride to the venue I went in the main entrance and had to ask someone where to go. And when I asked if they had coffee, some guy pointed over there and said, yeah, you can make it yourself. And so I made this coffee that I have in this styrofoam cup. And so he said, what I realized is that 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 nice mug, it wasn't for me. It was for the position that I held. I deserve a styrofoam cup. And so I think sometimes, you know, we, we get in the habit of feeling like we deserve more than a styrofoam cup. You know, we're like, oh, I'm this, or I'm this kind of person, or this is my title or my attribute, or I work here, you know, I'm entitled to whatever. But the reality is that the position you hold is what gives you that entitlement, but you're really just Roger or Spencer or whoever you are listening. 
you're just you, you know? And so work on, work on that person, you know, invest in that person. Don't invest in this position that you may one day outgrow or get promoted from or change your mind, or it may not be as important to you, but, you know, and I think that's where the life part of things come in. Like work-life balance really comes, at least for, I feel like I've achieved it the most when I'm working on myself. You're like, how am I using work to benefit Roger? And how am I using life to benefit Roger and reach my goals of whatever it might be? But when I become too focused on, I deserve this, you know, I've worked hard, I deserve this. Then I start feeling like I deserve a porcelain, a mug. And that's when I get upset and my work-life balance upends because I'm not worried about me as a person anymore. I'm worried about reinforcing this illusion that I've given myself of what I deserve because of my title or my accomplishments. So just a thought that I kind of developed, but um, I think that's a, that's a key distinction of something I've realized for me that, that gets me down and and upends my work-life balances when I have, when I focus on what I feel like I deserve um, because I'm, I'm still just mean regardless of my position. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny because there are, there are many topics that you know, within film and whatnot that we do disagree on. But I think for the most part, you, I, I agree with almost everything you've been saying, especially with Simon Sinek gives great, you know, kind of relatable content to mm-hmm. life, you know, and to work, yeah. the way you use your time and the way you psychologically yourself. And I think if there's one last thing that, you know, I was thinking about is think of the person that you might quote unquote envy right? So mm-hmm. the people that you envy, you know, and what do you envy about them? Okay. It might be the money that they have. It might be the house that they're living in. It might be the car that they have. It might be the relationships that they seem to have. Whatever those things are, like, and I'm sitting here and tell people, stop being envious, stop being jealous. Cause like we're human, you know, and I understand that's never going to stop in one way or another. It might change. It might decrease, it might increase. But one thing to realize is that everybody, two things, I guess, everybody's unique. Mm-hmm. So everybody's different. So if you see a, you know, a healthy relationship, you're seeing it for that moment. You're seeing it for what it is in that circumstance, but you're not seeing it for what it is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, 365 days a year. You don't see that same thing with money. You know, if you see somebody driving a Tesla and you're envious of that, you're seeing that person with that Tesla in that moment of that day or in that moment of the week or in that moment of the year, you know, that, and, and so the thing to realize is that people are unique, and different, and you don't understand them because we don't understand each other that way. You know, you can sympathize with somebody, but if you really empathize, you'll understand you'll never be somebody else. So if I lost a loved one and somebody else lost a loved one, I couldn't tell that person that I know exactly what they're dealing with because they're different. They're somebody yeah. else, you know, they're a different human being. So I think that's, that's, kind of one thing I was thinking of. And the second thing is regardless of whatever it is that you're envious of, people work exceptionally hard for what they have, whether that's a relationship, whether that's money, whether that's their hobbies. And so, you know, you might look at somebody and say, man, like, I just want to be there. Well, guess what? They didn't just get there. They didn't just happen to be in that moment. They didn't just happen to have this super successful life. They worked exceptionally hard at it, you know, and whatever that circumstance is. And so I think everybody is capable of achieving literally whatever it is they want to do. If you want to be in show business, I think you can get there. If you want mm-hmm. to be a stay-at-home dad and be the best at it, I think you can get there. If you want to drive the nicest car, I think you can have it. Whatever it is that you want, you genuinely can have it, but you have to take yourself out of a mindset of looking and looking and looking at other people and start reflecting on yourself and understanding how do I go from point A to point B? And point A to point B literally might be, how can I stop buying coffee from the coffee shop and start making my own coffee so I could save money? That's how small that step could be and it could be massive for the outcome. So I I think these conversations are incredible. You know, mm-hmm. if, you know Roger, and if you know myself, we love these deep perspectives and these deep ideas because i think this is what genuinely fuels life you know i think you right. have those kind of in the moment meet somebody short conversations but you know i love these things because i learn the most by being vulnerable and being real and saying you know very blunt and very candidly i don't know 
And I think that's kind of the way I am in this circumstance, you know, let's talk about work-life balance, you know, just kind of bring a full circle. To be honest, I don't really know, but I think there are segments throughout this conversation and others that will genuinely help build that for you individually. So at least that's what I've taken for myself. Yeah, I, I echo that as well. I think um, for anyone who does listen to this and, you know, we'd love to hear from you, you know, how are you figuring out your work-life balance? What, what has worked for you? Um, like Spencer said, this started as a conversation on LinkedIn, you know, a question that he posed. And so I think these types of conversations, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but we love talking about movies and film and giving our opinions and stuff, but um, and that's awesome. You know, we both enjoy doing that, but this is, this is stuff that's affecting people today right now. You know, this is stuff that, that, you know, we don't, we don't know, you know, movie opinions are great, but this is actually, you know, real life. So, you know, we're open to hearing your thoughts and your advice and things like that. And any questions you might have, you know, we're well, we're more than willing to share, you know, of ourselves and what we've experienced, you know, is it the right answer? no you know do we know everything no like you said we're we're still learning and growing but you know th th these are the kinds of conversations we want to have and and if there's any other any other topics or things you want us to cover anything that you're interested in hearing us talk about you know please let us know we're, we're more than willing to hear your feedback your suggestions and and uh you know cover things that that are of value to you so um, we appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate, um, I appreciate your time, Spencer, and, and being able to talk about this and being vulnerable. And, you know, this is, we want to continue this particular line of podcast as well um, because we, we enjoy these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you, man. And I appreciate everybody taking time to listen. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for stopping in. This has been our seventh episode. We will be back next week with our next movie slash film review uh so look forward for that to drop and uh until then we'll see you guys next time